Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. To the sweet sounds of Kevin Buddy Wilson, it's Hump Day with Swanee and Friends, guest friend with Samantha Richards and Dane Swan is... Can you introduce him, please, Dane? <laughs> so my, man- oh, well, it's my manager, Liam Pickering. Uh, thanks for coming. It's nice to see you. I haven't seen you since I've been since I retired. So. I was actually around at your place last week, Dave. You said I'd start that stuff. <laughs> you don't call him your manager on this podcast. No. Don't talk behind his back, please. Oh, no, I've heard some of the snippets of what he said <laughs> yeah. about me over the years. Don't worry. Yeah, um, it's nice to see you, mate. Yeah. Well, it's good to be here, Swanee. I got a little bit lost. Yeah, but I saw your four around the corner, so I thought oh, I mustn't be far away. Yeah, yeah. Um, here we are. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I text pickers and said, "Can you join the show?" Yep, no worries. We'll work out a date. Dane, how would you go with this one? Can you send me a calendar invite? <laughs> <laughs> a calendar invite. Do you have a calendar, I, Dane? I had to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to do them, sure. What do you mean? Nope. <laughs> I don't know how to do it myself. That's why I always ask people to do it. <laughs> I'm going to get picture works and me to send the calendar invites because I don't know how to do it on my phone, but if someone, I know how to accept it. Yes. That's half, that's half a chance. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to send a calendar invite. Really? <laughs> no. What do you mean? I don't. I, yeah, I said, yeah, no worries, mate. They tried to Google how to use it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. My, my missus had to set up my calendar, so she puts all the dates in. Right. So we can... We can it works on the... On different phones. Yeah, does. So her phone's got all the same dates as my one. Yep. Here's your hand. This isn't yeah. new, Dane. Looks good. <laughs> Look at his hand. You do your hand. Well, everyone here's in here's guess is as good as mine. <laughs> it was I don't like, quite remember. You were going to Sydney the day after I caught up. With it was. It wasn't. It was in Sydney between the hours of like one a.m. and three a.m. <laughs> Enough said. Uh, exactly. I, I got bit by a shark is the story I'm running with now. You do that with the kids. Yeah, and did the old Mick Fanning and punched it back. But yeah, um, it, it looks it looks all right now, actually. Could be, it'll be good for gripping a footy. Got stitches out, four, four half stitches out yesterday and half, and half stitches, the rest of them come out tomorrow. So it's draft time. Just, just mm. talk us through your first connection with, uh, with himself here. <laughs> Well, it was my first year doing management. I'd was coached. It? Yeah, I'd coached in. Right, what a nice guy! I'm giving someone a chance. I've got a feeling it was the other way around. To be honest, oh, okay. <laughs> I'd give this young whippersnapper a chance. <laughs> I'd been coaching at the Western Jets. It was a super draft he was in. So 2001. Yeah. So you're talking Judd Hodge, Ablett, 
at the back end swan. <laughs> 58. Um, so I'd coached all year at the Jets. We didn't have yeah. one player drafted. We, we played the Cannons a couple of times during the year and the Cannons had, I reckon, six or eight drafted yeah. that year. Yeah. They had a lot drafted. Yeah. No one out the Jets. We had a pretty, pretty ordinary group that year. <laughs> I think we won one game. We might have beaten them when they were all on state duty. But um, So I got into the management when Horse um, Longmire, who was doing it before me, he got the coaching offer to go to Sydney. So... And then they approached me. I didn't. I didn't want to do it. I said no, yeah. a couple of times. And then in the end, they talked me into it. So uh, horse had already had uh, had already had a few players signed up um, from the year before. So you had guys like uh, Darren Glass and Justin Kaczynski and Daniel Cross and these guys. But my first ever client I signed was James Kelly, who was a teammate of Swanee's at, at Calder, and. I'd, I had a couple others that I was sort of working on that that horse give me the lead in, but yeah. I had to try and sign him, like Adam Snyder, who was in that draft as well. But yeah, and, and Lee Tudor rang me up. He was at the Jets, uh, sorry, at the Cannons, mm-hmm. and he said, "I reckon Swanee's young bloke goes pretty good here." And I'd watched him play during the year, but I hadn't taken a lot of notice. So was it at an MCG? Uh, I'd seen him throughout the course of the year because I'd coached against him. Yeah. Um, he said when he got to the MCG, he couldn't stop getting it. Oh, yeah. well, that's, that's his grand final. He had a record <laughs> grand final. Yeah, exactly, that's right. But uh, I called, I called him up. Um, on the back of, he said, Lee Tudor had said to me that um, that both Eston and Collingwood showed some interest. So I spoke to both of them and they said, yeah, yeah, we, we like him. I actually thought the Bombers were going to take him. But um, in the end, as it turned out, um, I rang up and set up a meeting with his old man and him. <laughs> he didn't really offer a lot, to be honest. <laughs> he's 17-year-old. He was hardly tuned in. So his name gets... We, in the lead-up to the draft, the yeah. lead-up to the draft, I said, yeah, what's the plan? And... Billy's old man is a legend. Billy's going, oh, he wants to go to the schoolies. I said, don't go to schoolies, mate. Just wait. The draft's on a Saturday. Just wait. If you don't get picked up, by all means, go yeah. after that. Anyway, so his name gets called out. It's a Saturday afternoon draft, seriously. And I ring his phone. He doesn't answer, of course. And then I get onto his old man. I said, oh, mate, fantastic. That's a great pick. Well done to the pies. Fantastic for Dane. I can't get on to him. You're able to put him on. He goes, mate, in Queensland, he's at school. He's did, that set a, did that set a precedence for you? You said, don't go, and he went. Yep. Try calling him and his phone and he didn't answer. Didn't answer. Did, that, did you see that progress through his career? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but that was sort of the start of knowing that Swanee was going to beat to his own drum. You know, I, I sort of knew it then. Because you didn't even come straight back, did you? No, no. I was... <laughs> Schoolies is a very good time. And I was only going he once. Well, on the eight ball, I was, it was it was that good. I go every year. You still go? Yeah, I still go. He's a toolie. Yeah, exactly. It's it's fantastic. Um, a lot better now than what I was back then. Um, Did you sit there and go, "What have I done?" Oh, I thought oh, now I'm going to go and speak to the club, and they said, "Oh, yeah, we'll try and get sw- get Dane in on Monday." The club was going to be difficult. <laughs> 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 so, it was. He didn't endear himself to his How teammates. do you reckon that would go now? Like back then, it was a bit different. You know what I mean? Um, How do you reckon it would go now if one of the, if Nick Dacos or whatever one of your kids was like, listen, they want him in on Monday. He goes, no, I'm on with schoolies. I'll be back Friday. I reckon over the last two years with the COVID stuff, they'll probably give him a bit more leeway. Yeah. Just because everyone's been disjointed, but and the kids have had a horrible time with their schooling and their footy, so yeah. it, they might do that. Yeah. I know. That, I know. For example, the West Australian kids who were drafted into the other states. All the clubs I've spoken to said, well, just join us in January. Did they? Yeah, well, they can't come over. Well, if they, they can come over, but they have can't. to quarantine. They can't go back for Christmas. Yeah. So I think that's a really, really good way to do it. Yeah. You know? But back then, yeah, that was frowned upon, fair to say. <laughs> 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 Didn't start that well. And did you have, um, in the same draft, Gary Abler Jr.? Yeah. Similar characters? 
<laughs> completely different. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's surprising to say that because you know Gary's, you know, Gary's a clean living, <laughs> lovely young bloke. Dane's, Dane's a bit of a scallywag. Let's be honest. Is he? I, I, look, I'll, be, look, I'll be. I say this to everyone. Swanee of all my clients is probably the easiest client I've ever managed. I understand there's been some issues. Yeah, but it, Swanee, <laughs> you ask Swanee to do something, and he says he'll do it. He's there. Very punctual guy, isn't he? He never lets you down. Never. Like, you don't have to follow him up. And everyone, of course, where they book Swanee, they panic. They ring you 20 times. <laughs> yeah, you should, I'm just checking he's going to be... Listen, I've said he's going to be there. He'll be there. He's not once ever let me down, exactly. which is surprising. But Some of the words that come out of my mouth might surprise them. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if you book me, you get me. Yeah. In, in the true sense. I've done, a, I've done a few with him. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're quite the experience. <laughs> <laughs> the sport is big. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was just... I'll say yes to whatever. I'll do whatever anyone wants. Just people just have to ask me. Well, it's actually a surprise. I know people are surprised that, yes. that he, he doesn't let you down. Like, he just won't let you down. If he says he's going to do it, he'll do it. Um, and there'd be, have to be a genuine reason. Yeah. Uh, like, one or two times. <laughs> <laughs> but he did turn up, and I'm thinking, I wish he hadn't turned up. <laughs> he's, not in the be- he's not in the best frame of mind. <laughs> he's not the top of his game today. <laughs> actually, our departed mate Camo said... Uh, once that he somehow got you out of lunch to go to a gig. Yeah. They weren't quite sure what he was saying the whole night and then he's got on, no, there's been a disaster. The next day, the club rings. He was fantastic. That's the best we've ever had. Yeah. You just <laughs> said, well, if you book Dane Swan, you get Dane Swan. Yeah, exactly. That's what you get. You know what you got. Yeah. Getting yourself into it. That's the thing. Well, the <laughs> club didn't know what they got themselves into when I first got drafted, <laughs> but we figured that out. Well, it took him a little while. Because we had a couple of little slip-ups at the start before he actually laced a, laced a boot up for an AFL game. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it was nearly the end before it started. <laughs> That's our theme, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I've written down from afar that uh, it was just your career arc with Swanee. Uh, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. Please, mate, don't do it again. Is that <laughs> pretty much? <laughs> now, he's always been up front. Yeah. Although he did tell me one little lie one night, uh, <laughs> one day where he said he'd been out. At, you know, it was a Sunday, and he turned up to training uh-huh. unfit for training, according to uh, the club. <coughs> and he said to me, "I wasn't even drinking like, like last night. I wasn't even having a drink. I was drinking water all night." Yeah, vodka. Vodka and soda water. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> I got that out of him about two days later. He turned up. He turned up. Well, I not, thought in a good, not in a good state. I, I think I've said it here. That's why I think it's a good idea at Tom because I knew the people who were in the bar. And I was like, just me and Jono, we just, we just had water bottles and those were filling up with vodka water. But obviously the, the more pissed you get... You, you forget to realise that it's 3.30am, you're cutting around this with a bottle of water just sitting there. You're like, He's just talking like someone who's been drinking fucking water all night. So. That, was, that, was, that cost you a brown didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, so that suspension that he got cost him a brown medal. So that would have cost you then? No, there's no, nothing extra for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's never been an issue. So why'd you get it? You, you said you were asked about it and you had to be uh, arm wrestled into it a bit. So why'd you get into player managing? Actually, to this day, I don't know why. I was, I Are you regretting coach, it? I wanted to coach. No, nah, I've been doing it 20 years yeah. now. It's coming up 20 years. It was about this time of the year in, in 2001. But no, I don't know. I initially said no. IMG was a big company. He's yep. a big company. So, um, And Chrissy Janopoulos, who's a good, great man, he uh, he just twisted my arm. Yep. He's pretty. He's pretty. Because um, I told Horse, he said, "I think they want to offer you my job." I said, "I don't want to be a player manager." And you were a filler, yeah. I was a filler. Yeah. I was looking after like Geelong Footy Club with their, all their product, uh, Bulldogs, Melbourne, and the Australian cricket team, which yep. was an experience in itself. Uh, the Australian cricket team, but 
Um, so that was – I enjoyed the job. Um, and then I was coaching on the weekends and that was something I really wanted to do. But in the end I thought – of course, they said, oh, you can still coach. Yeah, work that out pretty quick. You can't coach. You've got to go and watch kids play. So anyway, and that's where it sort of – I ended up going that way and in the commentary and all that sort of stuff. So. And how much did it help you that you had been a player to, um, to it, talk to A huge difference. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a huge advantage. I mean, there are a few current former players now that are in management. Yep. Um, but I think, yeah, unless you've lived it, I mean, yeah, you've got, by, you've got guys giving advice to, to players about what it takes to be a professional. I'm thinking – yeah, you, you've never been a professional. Yeah, I don't say you have to be, but I think it does help because there's not one thing that these kids go through that that will go through that I didn't go through. Yeah, like moving away from home, you know, country Victoria, get being drafted, getting dropped, being traded, um, having some success, but also uh, dealing with you know bad injuries and whatever. They're all the things that the kids will potentially go through. So, to me, having been through it, it sort of helped. And what about the, the parent side of things when you, you know, you said about Billy's a legend and so forth, but you, you would meet all types. How, how you do you do. sort of get your own filtering <laughs> process uh, uh, saying, well, hang on, no, this kid's got a bit of something or this kid I'm probably better off staying away from. Well, it. you usually get warned, you know, to be honest, you get warned off a few of them. So yep. like, you know, early days in particular, there wasn't so many managers then. It was like, this kid's got some talent. He's oh, hard work. He's going to be hard work yeah. for you, mate. You know, so when you can pick and choose a little bit more, which you could back in those days because it's probably only about – Four management groups that had any players, and now there's a hundred and some, a hundred odd agents. So, Is there? Yeah, a yeah, hundred agents now running around trying to be managers. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, a lot of them don't have any players, yeah. or they have one player or whatever. But the big groups have got chunks of players now. Like, I mean, one of them's got three hundred players, I think. So, oh, wow. uh, there's another one with about one hundred and fifty. So, we're on the smaller end, but we've never really been super big. But we've always had good quality clients. Mm-hmm. But the parents, look, we be, you become really friendly. I'm really good mates with, with Billy's old man, Swanee's old man. We just have a lot in common. You know, and he, we, I can get on really well. Um, and then there are some that are our players that I play with their dads. Yeah. I played against their parents, and they're always easy to deal with because yep. they've sort of been through it as well. And most of them say the same thing is, you know, can you look after the young bloke because he doesn't listen to me. His <laughs> kids don't listen to their old man. That's it. So they get their message through me to get to the player. So... Um, but oh, there's been hard work parents, don't worry about that, but it's part of the job. Did you have Jordan Lewis? Yeah, Louie. Yeah, so um, I remember this one that um, he got into a, a bit of strife. as a Well, before a, he was drafted. Yeah, but, and this is a, just a, a broad yeah. sense or be specific, however you want to go about it, but Alistair Clarkson, your, your man as well, but he saw that as a positive because when he dug deep, he, he got into trouble sticking up for a mate. Yeah. And he liked that tra- trait in him. He told, it was funny. It was the day before the draft. Port Adelaide. Um, so we had Louis, and we we're in the, in the office at IMG. And Port Adelaide came in. Choco Williams and and I think it was Chris Pelkin or whatever. They had a meeting with Louis in our office, and I, I've got no idea Hawthorne are going to take him. Like Clarko, they kept a real. It was his first draft. They they kept a real tight lid on who they were going to pick. What number did you go? Uh, Louis went f- seven. Oh. Pick seven. Yeah. But Port Adelaide were going to take him with about pick eight or ten or something yeah. like that. Anyway, I'm not. Mark Williams still, Choco still to this day blames me because I told Clarko that a poor were going to pick him, which I didn't. Um, but yeah, Louis gets drafted and then he says to me, sorry, before he gets drafted, he says to me, uh, uh, look, got something I've got to tell you. I said, what's that? He goes, uh, I'm on a few assault charges. <laughs> he goes, what do I tell the club? I said, don't tell them a damn thing. We'll deal with it afterwards. <laughs> get, get yourself drafted first. Anyway, so he gets drafted and then it's like, to Dougie, Mark Evans and Clark, and yeah. just a little heads up, this is what happened. Yeah. Anyway, so my first, I reckon his first, or was he, within his first month, we spent four, four days in, in a court in, in Warrnambool. 
It was a good start. It was something that happened at a party. I mean, it was, I thought it was a bit pathetic. But anyway, but it, was, it wasn't a great introduction. And then, of course, we went through the same with Swanee. When he got in a little bit of a scuffle, um, this was your second year, I think. Yeah. Second yeah, year. Second year, yeah. Um, something happened on a Sunday night and I got the call and I thought, oh, this is not going to be good. And again, jumping at shadows before the club jumped at shadows. Like Dave, they found him, him out of the joint. Yeah. Before they'd even seen the vision. I said, I've got to get the vision. And the vision showed him doing three parts of stuff all, really. Yeah. Um, but it was it a was costly experience. So... Very costly. It was. <laughs> Jeez, I kept saying, not again. We stopped more to go. I know. Our clubs, because actually we, we did a pod with Ed a couple of weeks ago and it was, it was first 25 minutes talking about sticking up for you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> But our clubs learnt to deal with controversies a bit better, like, as Swanee tweeted this year. The way Richmond looked after their own when, when uh, is it Daniel Rioli and... Yeah, uh, who was yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. But... It was fantastic. They just said, no, no, our starting point is we look after our own, then we'll worry about controversy. Do you think clubs are getting smarter? Uh, I think they are. Well, they're getting more. There's a lot more people around the footy departments, although it has probably come back a little bit since COVID. But, yeah, I, I would think that um, they're a lot more mature with it. But we also are jumping at shadows with social media and you know, mm. stories going up and everyone the first to break things and all that shit. It really annoys me. But... Yeah, getting in first, and yep. then you oh, hang on, oh no, it's not that bad. Then. No one wants yeah. to be right, everyone just wants it's to be just, first. It's, it's all about being first, and it drives yeah. me mad, to be honest, but I'd rather them get it right. Because and and, once something's out there, whether it's completely wrong yeah. or not, it sticks. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the apologies are always a lot smaller than the actual <laughs> articles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you've been able to get an apology out of a, out of a paper, which I was able to through, through one thing in my, in my um, management career, it was written, it was, it was a whole lot of sorries for all these clauses that were broken. Not saying that they were making up stuff. That I was <laughs> anyway, that's our case. I, I won't say who, but it wasn't himself here. But I had to ring you about a client that uh, got into a bit of strife I'm back to, in my media days. I'm trying to think who, who you're talking about. Give me a clue. Uh, well, uh, Richmond and later Port Adelaide. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but Chelsea. I, but I, I broke it. <laughs> you, did you? you didn't know. No, I didn't yeah. know. I yeah. didn't have a clue. He hadn't told me. Yeah, it was all public record. So it was yeah. um, uh, Jay Schultz and he got done for drink driving. And the significance wasn't that. It was that Richmond's whole sponsorship was with the team. Yeah, so. it was. Well, and they'd already, they'd already, one other club had already been given the flick, I think, from. Yeah. What was it? Might it was Collingwood. Collingwood. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sharon yeah. Wellingham. Yeah, yeah. Sharon. Good on you, Sharon. Yeah. But old Schultz, I went in there that day. Look, you wouldn't read about it. So. I've got the information, yeah, obviously. I'm yeah. Ch- I've chased it up from... I didn't it was There's this pause. Sorry, Chasers, but... Really? Oh. <laughs> and I was just checking It was a Monday morning, facts. first thing Monday morning. I'm like, really? So the week's going to start? And I'm thinking, all right. So I said, so I ring Greg Miller. I said, where is he? He said, he's at the club. So, no worries. So, I go into the club. I pull in. I'm thinking, hopefully there's no media there. There are two media there with cameras ready to roll... One is Hutchie, one of my mates, <laughs> and one is my brother-in-law, Rob Waters. <laughs> and I see Hutchie go, roll cameras. And I'm all, oh, you bastard. <laughs> and they know me as I was going into Richmond. They sort of called at me. I just walked in. I said, oh, I, haven't, I haven't even seen him yet. I got into the club and, and poor old Chelsea, he was sitting in a room, dark room, no light on. You know, I just said, oh, come on. Just work through this. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was quite ordinary the way they handled it at the time. 
and he got blamed for a few things, but I mean, that's not the reason they lost the sponsorship. They'd had a blue the year before, you know, and someone else had, had stuffed up, I think. And sometimes the sponsors are keen to get out the joint. Well, that's right. And, yeah. and back then, I guess Richmond weren't going so flash. So yeah. they'd handle it a lot different now, Richmond. I know that. All right. Well, you've opened the door. Ted, talk us through your your, uh, your your relationship with Craig. With Hutch? <laughs> oh, jeez. He bailed me up. In, I reckon it was. He did an article on me in 1995. Yep. And that's how it started. And A good one or a bad one? A good one. Good one yeah. Herald Sun Journal at the time? It was Herald Sun yeah. Journalist. He rang Skinnier? Out. Well, a lot skinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you drop a jockey off him, probably already is now. No problems whatsoever. But um, the big guy, uh, no, but he, he was a guy that I'd seen a lot. Because yeah. he's a Cats fan, you know. So, And we were a pretty good team back then. And he wrote an article on me leading into the Brownlow. He... He embellishes the story like there's no like oh really yeah. <laughs> like he, he tells the story now like and puts that much mayonnaise it's ridiculous <laughs> but yeah so he writes an article and then we become sort of friendly through friends as well and I thought he was Mick Mansfield's mate and Mick Mansfield thought he was my mate so <laughs> and next thing he's mates with Johnny Longmire and he's mates with Charlie and Lee Chu he's staying on their couch <laughs> in Geelong after games and he's going out with us all the time. Be a big couch. No, he wasn't actually getting big back then. I found some photos the other day that my daughter sent through that was me, Hutchie, Horse, and another mate of ours. And I, I sent it to Horse and he's gone, who's that? Behind? I said, that's Hutchie. He goes, really? <laughs> I've got a photo from my 30th along similar lines. <laughs> oh, my God, that's crazy. Yeah, the big man. But uh, So we go, we go back yeah. a long time and we started our radio show together. I was doing a show with Marco on, yep. um, on SEN on a Saturday morning and... I get a Hutchie, do you want to, you want to have a beer? We get made at the pub for a beer. And he says, um, goes, oh, you guys have just been given the flick from AW. Yep. I think you... I think <laughs> you required producer. <laughs> yeah. Scotty Cummings. <laughs> no, no, wasn't it, wasn't it you, Doc, and... You, Doc, and... Or was it Triple M? You, Doc, and, and Hutchie all got the flick for... for well, uh, and Trev Marmalade, I think that was just... Anyway, yeah, but... Anyway, it's carnage. I read his last one. Yeah. Was, he goes, that's it. I'm never working for another person again in my yeah. life. That's it. I said, so what are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to start a I'm going to buy some media time off SEN. Yeah. And I want to do a show with you on a Saturday morning. I said, well, I'm already doing a show on a Saturday morning. Yeah. With Mark Allen. He goes, no, no, well, that won't be happening anymore. It'll be me and you. <laughs> and I said, all right, what do you want the show to be about? He goes, I want it to sound like we're sitting at a bar having a beer. I said, yeah, that sort of works. <laughs> works for yeah. me. And so that was, we, we don't know the exact, I reckon it was 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. So we've been doing it 52 weeks of the year for that long. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, it hasn't it hasn't always been for the full three hours like it is now. It, it was an hour spot here and an hour spot there. Weren't, weren't you there one day when we? I oh, must be. You might be dreaming, Hutchie. When we we had the top studios in a news break. Yes, and Hutchie was completely out of breath. It was. <laughs> it was if I can get that audio, I think you burn it. It was the funniest audio I have ever heard in my life. I thought he was going to have a heart attack on air. He only had to run like from like 150 meters. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a wrestler, I can't remember the wrestler's name, but he's talking about his time with Vince McMahon and part of the storyline was he was going to have to be brutal to Vince McMahon mm. on stage. Yep. And he said, now I just need to speak to your boss and what about, oh, I've, got, I've got this idea, don't tell me. It, it's, it's really horrible. Don't tell me. Just to, Is that how you guys have had that approach? Because fuck you had a fair crack at each other over the journey <laughs> yeah, for, for mates. Well that's, that's a, well, that's it though. I mean, I think people understand, we, we are taking the, the mickey a bit, but yep. there's also a fair bit of truth in it. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he's not a small man. <laughs> I, have, I haven't got a button nose. I, know that. Like, I get that. <laughs> but when, our view is if we take the piss out of each other. Yeah. So if everyone else takes the fun that we take it in, like last week we had a bit of a joke about 
Tommy Morris. Yeah. Who's, you know, who I questioned on uh, having some plugs because that's my go. I pick up blokes <laughs> with wigs. I spot, <laughs> spot those raccoons a mile away. Anyway, and Tommy owned it. He said, yeah, absolutely. Sent me the photos and everything. So I went with it Saturday morning. But I wouldn't have gone with it if he hadn't have told me he was, he was sweet with it. Yep. But I, I would insinuate it for others that I call uh, deceptive about it, <laughs> are deceiving themselves. But you would have no problem saying that about Craig and he would have no problems, any, oh, any human frailty about you. Well, that's exactly how we operate. <laughs> you should know that, Ralph. You've known him as long as me. It's kind of like just, therapy for your friendship. Well, it pretty much is, yeah. yeah. There are, th- there are th- things that I can get away with saying to Hutch that no one else in our business would. But I don't do it in a disrespectful way. I know, on air we probably do it a bit. <laughs> but not in a general sense. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll wind up meetings and he'll start the meeting off by taking the piss out of me. Yes. Doesn't matter who it's with. <laughs> I think as he had a pretty mediocre footy career and he averaged bugger all with the cricket bat and all this sort of stuff. He'll start the meeting. It's like, oh, well, I'll deal with it. Can't laugh at yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. 100%. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So once uh, Doc was part of that. I the Doc. Love the Doc. 99, were 99, hard to forget this one, Swanny. I didn't quite listen to the Coddy suggestion of Doc. Mm. I just left out the 100 to 1 shot, of which the boys didn't. And then we met you at the college lawn afterwards after yeah. they got a rather large Coddy. The reason I remember this is you were talking about your friend Alistair Clarkson. Yeah. He's definitely going to coach. And at the time, that would have yeah. been 100 to 1, him coaching at the league level. Yep. He's gone on all right. He has. He's Talk a, us through that journey. Oh, well, he's just, he's just a super smart guy. Like, I mean, I, I knew as a, he's so driven. Like, Clark, he used to be, a, he's, he was, a, he's got his MBA, but he's also, he's, he was a school teacher at Wesley College and he lived in Greville Street. Stop us at the college lawn. Yeah, yeah. And the, kid, the Wesley kids, he used to drive a mighty boy. You know, those little cars. He, anyway, the kids, had, the kids would leave school and he said he'd, he'd come out, get out the next morning to go to go to his car and it'd be, it'd be up, like leaning against the fence. It'd be up on the gutter. The kids would come around at night time and pick it up and just move it, turn it the other way around, have it square on on the footpath. So he, he had that sort of bit of rat cunning in him because um, he loved all that sort of stuff. He was a prankster, uh, but he was super intelligent and he was driven. So Was that from the, your North days together? Yeah, yeah we've yeah. been mates since we were 18. Yeah. So... So him, myself, and Horse, it's a bit cruel. They're all pretty good mates still, like really good mates. Yeah. You reckon he goes again? Clark, eh? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he'll be coaching next year. Next 100%. Year. Well, in my view, I, yeah. I haven't spoken to him about it, but, um, yeah, no, he's, oh, he's, got, he's got a lot more coaching here. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll come back from a bit of a break and he'll be hungry. And then he'll be 
Well, Delby offers for it. Let's yeah. put it that way. He's, mm. he's a genius coach. So oh, th- there's no question about that. I'll just from uh, from afar again. But when you in a system for so long, history says it's really hard to repeat. Only because when you're starting off, you're just so mad keen to prove. Yeah, he doesn't have to prove anything now. So that's a different dynamic. But he, but he will if he goes to another club, right? Because if he, at Hawthorne, I can sort of get what you were saying. Yeah. But if he goes to a, I'm not even going to say the club because no, no, you know, I don't want to be putting yeah. any. I hate the. the Who's under the pressure index in the Herald Sun or the, or the papers that they put in? Who's, which coach yeah. under the most pressure? Let's let him coach. Well, Simon Goodwin was this time last year. Yeah, Goody was, and he's yeah. got a flag, you know. Yeah. And after what happened with Teague, I hated the way that was all done and whatever. But now I think you put him in a in a program where a new club comes to him next year and says, "You're a man." Yeah, you know, for whatever reason it is, they, they might have had a poor season, and he likes their list. I think it'd be fantastic at a new club. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, tell some some of um, your, your other clients that you've had along the journey about that that. that the starting points that we don't do here, like Buddy. Uh, well, Bud, Bud wasn't originally with us. I, I, I went across to Perth. Um, you hoodwinked to... everyone there when <laughs> everyone thought he was going to GWS. Yeah, we'll get back to that in a sec. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the GWS. No, but when he was a kid, I went. I, I said to Chris, and he never came on those long trips. And I said, "Come, on, we're going to Perth." He goes, "Why have I got to come to Perth?" I said, "Mate, this kid's seriously good." Anyway, he set up the meeting to go to Buddy's house. All good. I get in there. His old man standing behind the chair all the whole meeting. Largest man. Big man. Like <laughs> about, uh, Lance, uh, ripping bloke. Yeah. He's standing behind the chair. Ursula, the mum, sitting on the chair. Man, and Chris are sitting on the couch. And Buddy's sitting on a beanbag. But Buddy hasn't... We're, tr- we're doing a presentation about why we'd be a good management group for him or whatever. And I'm looking at Buddy. He hasn't just taken his eyes off the TV. He hasn't listened to one word we've said. <laughs> anyway, Chris said afterwards, we're walking back to the, to the high car. And he said, reckon that went well. I said, do you reckon? I said, <laughs> He was watching telly, mate. <laughs> sure enough, he signed with some bloke in Perth and then who was tied up with Ricky Nixon and then yeah. um, they had, and Chicken was looking after him here and then they had a blue. Um, and um, so, yeah, I heard that he, didn't, he, was, he was changing management, so jumped on him. What, what, do you, what do you, was he football-wise when you took, took him over? It was about 2000 and... Uh, when did they win the flag? 2008, 2006. So, that, yeah. so he'd been in the system a couple of years. But I'd, I'd met him, I'd seen him a hundred times because he'd, yep. he'd always be him and Louie and, and Ruffy, three thick, three, yeah. three musketeers, everything they did was together. So whenever Louie had come in, Buddy or, and Ruffy had probably come into our office. So I knew them as well as I, I knew um, some of the other players. So I was hoping that we'd get a chance to uh, to sign the big fella up and we did. And I was wrapped when we signed him. Geez, that was an exciting trip. I, I actually wasn't even... Because he was just about to explode, you could see it. It yeah. was the year that he kicked that six in the in the um, final against Adelaide, and then yeah. seven or whatever he kicked, and then the next year he kicked a hundred. Um, but yeah, I drove out to Box Hill thinking we were just presenting to him again. Did the big presentation? He's not there. Bud's not there. <laughs> I'm doing it to his mum and dad, and they said, "Yeah, well, we really liked you the first time. Have you got? Is that the contract?" So well, wasn't that presumptuous? So I just dropped it around Friday. I said, bullshit, I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Straight back to the office, got the contract, back out the box hill. said, here it is. And then about, oh, I think it was a couple of days later that the contract was ready for me to pick up. Again, Bud wasn't there. Yeah. Still hadn't seen him. And then I, I rang him, didn't answer, messaged him, didn't answer. And on the Monday, I reckon, he'd been signed with us for four days. I said, you know I am managing you now, mate. Oh, sorry, mate, I've been busy. <laughs> so that's how it sort of started with him. But um, no, he's a, he's, a, he's a good man. How did you manage to convince the whole world, the whole of... Australia that he was going to GWS and not was... I didn't have to convince anyone. They just... Everyone just assumed it. Everyone just assumed it. it. Yeah, they just... They, in their own mind, assumed it. Hawthorne were definitely cooking up a deal with the Giants <laughs> to get something in return. Because the Hawks had, t- had tabled an offer, which he was never going to accept, because he didn't want to. He wanted to live in Sydney. 
Um, and they said, we'll give you a time date. I think the time frame was, I can't remember, it was, might have been, this will sit, This is open for, for, for you to accept until July 30th, 30th or something, you know, something like that. They gave us a date. And when we didn't do that, the, table, the, the offer from the horse was off the table. So they just assumed then, and we'd met with the Giants a number of times, but they'd posted, they'd, they'd given us one offer. Yep. Yeah, one offer, whatever it was. Um, and I, I hadn't even gone back to him and said, no, nah, no, nah, he's not going to do this, he wants this or that. So that in itself, I, I would have thought, unless they thought I was the dopiest manager going around, <laughs> I wasn't going to try and get more than their initial offer. Um, they didn't smell a rat at all. And already, we'd already had what we, we thought was going to be the deal with the Swans, yep. which ended up getting locked in after the, after the um, well, during the trade period. But, yeah, we had the numbers agreed. But we just had to work out how they're going to do it, and then nine years, as he said to me, "So I'll get you that ten million bucks, bud." And he said, uh, "Awesome." I said, "Well, it's a few years, a bit longish contract." He said, "How long's longish?" And I said, nine years." He said, "Fuck me, yeah, what? Nine years? How old am I going to be?" Anyway, he's coming up to his ninth year this year. So isn't that crazy? Because when it happened, everyone was like, "That's a really long contract." Yeah. In one respect, it's like, fuck, at least you've got a job for nine years. Yeah. In another respect, it's like, how old are you going to be? What's your body going to be like? You know, it's, all those kind of things. But I'll tell nine you what, years has come around. Sam, it's, what's, it's been a credit to him that he's turned himself into such a pro that he'll probably play another year. Mm. I think it's an absolute credit to him. It really is. I mean, he's, he, he was... Hang on, you, you think he'll extend beyond... Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, I reckon yeah. he'll get through this season. Provided yeah. he gets no injuries. Yeah. The change in him since he's got married and had kids and that, it's unbelievable. He's right. such a pro. and He loves a club. Yeah. And the club love him. Yeah. So, and he's still putting bums on seats. Well, this is the thing when you look at his stats at Hawthorne versus at Sydney, they're quite similar, but people seem to remember Buddy as a Hawthorne player, but he's done a lot for Sydney. Yeah, it's because of the flags, I think. It's, mm. He's got a couple of flags at Hawthorne, but Early, yeah. he's going to end up playing more more years at, to bet even at the moment. Probably got two Hall of Fame careers, one at Hawthorne and one yeah. at yeah. Well, Sydney. He'll be, you, you would think he's going to be a legend of both clubs, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic. It's, the Hawthorne fans loved him. And they were dirty when he left, and you know, and it was it did cause some issues, but yeah, it was his it was his lifestyle change, and you know why he wanted to get up to Sydney. He's just as his wife now. I mean, he wanted to get up there with her. He wanted to get out of Melbourne. Um, he really did. Uh, nothing to do with Hawthorne. He just wanted to get out of Melbourne. So how was the blowback from? Did, did you get you two get much blowback from the AFL and oh, the yeah. footy world when you oh, chose sh- Sydney? Oh shit, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Now the AFL they jump, made us jump through all sorts of hoops. Like, firstly, they banned Sydney from trading for two years. What was that over? I still don't understand it. No one can understand it. Oh, no one can. They just take the shits. So (laughs) So they wanted him to go to GFs to grow the market and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they wanted. Like, it was was extraordinary the way they behaved. They made every board member, it didn't matter where they were in the world, sign a letter to say that over the next nine years, you cannot alter this contract. Had to be signed off. Right. We had to be. We got interviewed by by the investigation team. <laughs> this is no shit. It was unbelievable. Like I walked, I rolled in, and basically the the deal was done with myself, you know, and and um, Dean Moore, the footy manager, but Andrew Island really is Andrew yeah. and I. And then there was only a few people that knew the deal. Anyway, um, which I laugh when well, I laugh when I think about it now, but we get investigated, and I mean there are others across it, so. I've, I've got my time to go in, but he's got his time to go in and get investigated. There's absolutely nothing to be investigated about. He's a free agent. Hawthorne <laughs> <laughs> hadn't, yeah, hadn't matched the offer. Yeah. I mean, well, well, there, there was well, no money under the table. It was just in the contract. What were they trying to get you with? I don't know. This is, I still don't know. <laughs> so I go into a meeting with the investigation team and Kinnear Beetson's just come out before yeah. me and I said, 
I, I said, that would have been quick, quick in here. It didn't really have anything to do with the trade. They said, yeah, we pretty much worked that out. And I said, all right, well, this is how it went down. Yeah. This is what happened. This is what was said. This is what's in the contract. And that's the end of the deal. Yep. And so, of course, it was cleared. But Mike Fitzpatrick rang up Richard Collison, gave him a huge spray. And then I think Gil McLaughlin might have given Andrew Wilde a huge spray. Because it was just, they think that they were, and then they took Cola off them. They took the living away from yeah. Amelance, which, yeah. oh, they, they should get it back. I mean, it's nuts, Sydney. Oh, you know, yeah. Both Giants and, and, and Sydney, they should get that Cola back. But, you know, the cost of living up there is out of control. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the counterpoint to cost of living being out of control is that if you buy into that Sydney property market, you've done exceptionally well, though. Yeah, as, if you can a, afford a, to buy into it. <laughs> you've got to still pay rent if you can't. As a, as a player, you should be able to, shouldn't you? Well, it de- depends. Yeah. I've, got, I've, got, I've got guys up there that are struggling. They've got kids in that. They've yep. struggled to stay there because, you know, the cutbacks with the salaries for coaches yeah. and... It's like, I, I can't, I've got four kids or three kids or whatever. So yeah. that's sort of how, how it goes. But yeah, I thought it was extraordinary the way they behaved. Like the way the AFL treated Sydney. Like they'd done something right and did anything wrong. And it just shows you about experts in quotation marks and they're all part of our society. Um, you've done the AFL the best favour of all time, oh, haven't you? Like, what, what Buddy's done for Sydney? For Sydney, yeah. It's not, it's, it's not the Giants, I get that. Yeah. And it's not the club they wanted him to go yeah. to, but... They're forging their own path. I mean, but no matter what Buddy would have done at the GWS, he's been better for the game than what he did at oh, Sydney. Oh, 100%. The game's no grown what he did. You know, massively in Sydney because yeah. of Buddy. Mm. You know, he's got, he puts more people through the gate than mm. any player. If you ask Richard Collis and Andrew Allen and that, they think more than even Plugger did, Wow, which is back then. Wow. Um, this is a lot. So, what, nine years for Buddy, what was the best he did for you? <laughs> Ham sandwich. <laughs> no, I think that... I think your last deal was a good one. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't really come out of contract at the end there. Like, I was always, yeah, always well, good injury clause in his last one. Yeah, bloody oath we did. <laughs> <laughs> he nearly stuffed it up. I wanted to play all these local games. <laughs> I said, "Listen here, don't be. <laughs> you can't be playing those." But games. now he's giving back to the community on a regular basis. He is. That's yeah. good to see. Five years, five years out, and it felt like it too. My first couple of games, but um, well, Swanee was a slow build. Buddy was a, well, actually, Buddy was. A, and Gary, even they took him a little while. A bit to faster get, than me, though. Oh, yeah, but no, I mean, I mean, a slow build as in your contracts. Oh yeah, because it took yeah. a little while to be able to establish yourself, and then you become when you're at your super best. I was lucky to get one <laughs> early, early days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, early days it was a struggle, um, but it wasn't a struggle for Gary and for Buddy and that. Yeah, but, I mean, everyone's different. There are players that mature at the right time. Tell us more about the the junior journey. Oh, it's he's. he's been a brilliant client to manage, and of course, you and for Can most you people them? know, but but you, you knew him as a kid, right? <laughs> dad, and, dad and son, yeah. Oh, no, and like say, so and clients, and like Buddy, and I'm guessing Buddy and Gaz are two, the two best players you've had, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck off. I can see it as well. Well, listen, I'm honest enough to know they're no. probably just a smidgen better than me. Well, yeah. When they were both kicking around at their top, Gary yeah. and, and Buddy, I'd speak to Buddy and say, Gary's that far above everyone else in this game is a joke. And then I'd speak to Gary and Gary would say, Buddy's unbelievable. There's no better player than him. Yeah. So they have a mutual respect for each yeah. other. Oh, like Swanee and Pendles and, you know, we've had some great players over the yeah. years. Jeez. Which one do you... Who's the best that you've seen in your, that you've had? Uh, can you can you buddy uh, buddy or Gaz? Oh, I'm not splitting them two. Okay. I'm not no, splitting them. T- tell us more about Gaz the personality because fr- from an outsider, he just looks like the most humble guy who just he's <laughs> goes humble. about his footy. And that's it. Yeah, he's a, he's a, actually a beautiful person. That's yeah. what he is. Like yeah. he's a great person. Um, he's interesting, Gaz, because he's he's very laid back, but he's also very competitive. 
Yep. Like you have a game of, you're playing a game of cards. You know, he's not leaving until he wins. Yeah. He's that guy. If you're, if you're doing something that's quite competitive, he wants to beat everybody. Yeah. But in a general sense, he's a very generous guy too. Um, so, now he's been a, he's been a very good client. He he he, re- he reads every contract. If I put a contract in front of Swanee and said, "Mate, this is your sports bet deal," he'll <laughs> just go, "Yep, no worries, that's it." <laughs> Gaz will look at every word. <laughs> so, which is good to be diligent. And he's yes, you know, that's why I pay a manager. <laughs> correct to be diligent. What about when he went into the bloody jungle? I said to Swanee, we "Oh, go. we've got five thousand forms here to fill out." I said, "Come in, we'll try and knock them all over in the afternoon." And so they've got a, it's a Q&A. Like, you know, it's for his personality profile. They're trying yeah. to work out what sort of character they're getting. <laughs> you know, favourite favorite movie. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what do you reckon? I said, what movies do you like? I don't know. You just fill it in. I said, What's, what about your favourite song? I don't know. <laughs> Can't you just... That's what I'm paying you for, mate. Yeah. I said, mate, you're not paying me to do your, your personality profile. Uh, that was an experience in itself. And taking over his Twitter feed for the, uh, the time he was in... <laughs> I handballed that one on Swanee. Yeah, oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Would, you say, would you say Dane's been your most entertaining client? Uh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> most diverse. Uh, clearly. I, well, he's just, he has been easy, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I said earlier, I mean, nothing's too much hard work for him. If, if, he'll say, if, if you, you can't do something, he'll say no. Uh, and he will never drag you along. So, no, he's been, he's been fun. We laugh about Swanee all the time. So, right, where did you see Swanee today pitch? As oh, He was going here and he was going to his tattoo shop. These tattoos are another story. That might be for another day. But when he got his first arm sleeve, I'm thinking, I saw it in the paper. I hadn't seen you. He'd been overseas. He got back from overseas. He had all these tats. And back then, they weren't all that trendy. Yeah. So I rang, uh, I rang his old man and said, what's going on with Dane? And he's gone, oh, don't even start. <laughs> he goes, I'm not... You know, his mother... He's never going to bring it up to him. Yeah. Have they ever have they ever brought up your tattoos to you? No, no they just ignore them. They yeah. ignore oh, the they said no, no, nothing on the face and nothing head. Nothing on the neck. Yeah, neck, neck, neck up. No. What'd your mum say if you did neck up? Be shot. <laughs> <laughs> that was his first before I entered the tattoos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tats. And now you get none out of them. You do, yeah, yeah. Well, COVID fucking put a stop to that for a while. Yeah, but we're back up and going, which is good. What about was Swanee and I were talking about his post career, and I said. Uh, I said, gee, I don't know about getting into another pub, mate. He goes, mate, I've, worked, I've got a great portfolio. I said, what's that? He goes, well, we had the sports bet deal. Yeah. I love a punt. All good. That yeah. works. He said, I've got a bar. Yeah. I love a bar. Yeah, I'm the drink. Got a tattoo place. He said, That's, I've got a very diverse portfolio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm about. Yeah. I just like to invest and in things I like. And like got, drinking tattoos and like to bet. And like to bet. There you go. So he's... Uh, He's, he's actually got things covered that he actually wants to wants to be involved in, which is a smart way to exactly. earn a living. Oh, let's finish off with the Gaza senior story. Oh, which one? I can't say too many. Oh, yeah, well, you can tell David Campisi. Well, that's always oh, my favourite. Oh, the Campisi one. That's probably my favourite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were nineteen ninety four. Australian Wallabies were sponsored by Ford. Geelong's Ford's major oh, Ford's Geelong's major sponsor. So we had a function where the Wallabies were going to come down, have dinner with us that night, we had a guest speaker. So we had a normal training session. So they wanted to film a bit of a kick and a catch at the start with the players and then for the dinner afterwards and all that sort of stuff. So we get in there and we're all getting strapped for a normal training session and Gaz Senior's laying on a, on a massage table in front of him. Two blokes working his big quads over, <laughs> his big thighs over and hammies. Anyway, uh, he's got his head in the hole and in walks David Campisi, who at the stage was the... Best oh. rugby player in the world. Yeah. And so massive, even down... Oh, he was huge. We all knew oh. who he was. He, yeah. he, he 
sauntered into our place, <laughs> chest out, like, like the bigger than Ben Hur. We're sitting up going, Camp Easy, Camp Easy, you know. Yeah. We're sitting up on the benches getting our ankles strapped. Other blokes are walking around, they're all looking at him. He goes over to goes over to our trainer, Noel, and he says, oh, yeah. I said, oh, what's he doing? What's he doing? And he's gone, oh, he's over there. Right, he'd go over and looking for Gary Senior. Oh, so this, will be, this will be interesting. <laughs> anyway, so Gaz's got his head in the hole and Campo doesn't, doesn't acknowledge any of us. Doesn't say, g'day boys. No, walks straight past, chest out, taps Gary on the shoulder. Gazza looks up from his from his massage. He goes, "Mate, I'm just having a massage. I'll, I'll get you for that autograph when I finish." <laughs> Head back down in the hole. Campo, Campo, sort of slunk out about four foot eight, four foot eight. True story. And and we, we're in hysterics once he leaves the room. Goes, what? Who is he? What? <laughs> he had no idea who he was. And of course, what led the news that night in the sport? Gary, Gary throwing the ball at Campo, Campo handballing it back. New besties. Oh, but there are a hundred Gary Senior stories. Oh, he was he was a freak show of a footballer. No, God, he was good. We had a good view of him out in the ground. Oh yeah. Geez, what, what, was your, what was your best see, out in the ground? Your best moment that oh, you saw? Jeez, oh. I saw him do so many unbelievable Dude, things. Yeah, he's right up there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he. Yeah. He's the best player I've, I've seen, yeah. And, and, I don't and like saying that when Junior's in the room. Yeah. There's not much between the two of them. But well, I know think Gary's an avid listener of this podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll guarantee you Gary will never hear this podcast. That's one thing I can guarantee. He won't be listening. But uh, Gary Senior was a, a freak show. Like, as in a footballer. Yeah. So good. He was so powerful, so quick, and just so talented. Yeah. Skillful, geez. And he was brutal. <laughs> he was brutal. Swanee, I'm telling you, he ran through more blokes than any player I've ever seen. Yeah. He finished so many careers with oh. the, what you could get away with him. Yeah, we didn't kill Dipper. He put him in hospital. So <laughs> that, was before, that was before you were there. So and I'm not being a smart ass, you know that. But you played in three losing grand finals. But I, I remember... I played in two. Two, was it? Yeah. 94, 95. Well, two AFL senior grand, losing grand finals. Right. But also two night grand finals. Yeah. And, and one VFL grand final. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was a five-time loser at, at <laughs> AFL level. But I remember bumping into you with... Uh, I was with Flemo at the uh, yeah. Geelong Port grand final afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was one of the great memories seeing you, Colby and Barry Stoneham just sitting back going, we're yeah. fucking finally won a privilege. the D's have done this year. What, what was that feeling like? Oh, it was great. And the beauty of it was it was over so early. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I was pretty relaxed about it. I mean, Billy put on the crocodile tears for the cameras <laughs> and all that bullshit. Come on, Bill. <laughs> the cameras are on you. Ooh, they won by 130 points. He could have done that in the second quarter. Just an over. Bill, Bill, how he managed to transfer... At his best, it was such a good footballer. He was a great and, player. And perhaps that's been lost now that he's no, been every, a personality. Been lost, yeah. But he's turned into a full nuffy, hasn't he, as a supporter? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Extraordinary. Especially when, he, when Oscar was there and Oscar's been yeah. let go. and oh, He's pretty stiff to get let go too, I reckon, Oscar. He's, right. he's a good player. Yep. Would have liked to see him get another opportunity. But, um, but Billy... Um, Billy is a full-on nuff-nuff. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's, 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 he's a bloody jumper next. He's 16 on the back. He's going to be a big one. He's going to be bigger than the one he played in. But no, he was a very good player, Bill. Yeah. He was a shocking trainer. <laughs> <laughs> and his skin falls were just nuts. You're allowed to do them now, are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I did see that. Fair not been able to give skin falls this year. Go back to the catch with the premiership, though, what you were saying. About oh, that no, was great. Yeah. Like we went, I wasn't going to go to that function. Um, I wasn't going to go to the, the function at Crown that night because it's like, you know, we had our turn. We weren't good enough. But, yeah. you know, we had a number of players playing in that. Uh, we, we had half a dozen Geelong players, I think, back playing, four or five of them at least. Um, 
and a lot of well, my old mates were going. So I thought we all went along. Had a great old night. Yeah. We had a, an area for all our guys, and all, all the current players came out. It was bloody sensational. We went down the next day to the to the uh, to the cats, and we're in the rooms with a cup and bloody across the road with all the boys, Busey and yeah, all my mates. You know, Mickey, Mickey Mansfield and Bazza and all those blokes. So fantastic day or day or so for us, but obviously dragged on for the club. Because you'll get you'll get your full nuff on this Sunday, won't Sunday, you? Sunday, yeah. yeah. But the, I went to the uh, we're saying the coterie function during the week, and what I've loved is how the current players have really embraced that. Yeah. Maybe the Neil Danaher era, if you like, the ones yeah. just before him, and exactly. all those boys have been really. Because yeah. uh, because to me as a nuffy supporter, I'm just saying these players don't have to embrace supporters, but they really have. Yeah, I've thought it's been fantastic. No, I agree, and it's it's what's interesting with the from the Demas perspective is like they're, they're footy. Their footy guys go back to, as in their ex-players, go back to, I think Rod Grinter started it all. Yep. And Ball's a ripping bloke. And so all that crew from the late 80s all the way to now are all fully on board. And yep. I think it's fantastic. Yep. You know, and I think they deserve to be jumping on board. And the players seem to have embraced them as well. So um, that's what a good club does. No, 100%. Uh, thanks for, uh, you know, uh, what is it, manager's manager? Yep. Client, client. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I thought you'd go for a bigger name um, guest this week. I noticed you've been having a few more guests on. Well, it's, it's no, the off season, and Dane's oh, about yeah. to go overseas. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, we, we, we <laughs> it's going Tuesday. I better make sure we get whatever we need done from you before yeah, you yeah. go. <laughs> my, my person actually, I'm in contact with your management firm. Pitch has been <laughs> so. You're to sound like yeah, yeah, the person I speak to most frequently has spoke to me. Yeah. yeah, that's a yeah well, what about we, we've had lunch on and off for about twenty odd years at the Jam Factory. Yeah, I used uh, to love those Jam. Now, now our, our starting four was who? Oh, see, there was a lot, mate. But uh, over the journey, who's Flamo, it? you, me. And Mark. head of world cricket now. Oh, Joffa. Nice. <laughs> our, mate, our mate's now head of world head of the cricket. <laughs> talking shit at the jam factory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of good guests coming in. Yeah. Dropping in and out. Yeah. Freaking bloody Lima was there at times. Yeah. Not uh, much of it would get to air. No. No, oh, there was a good crew. Good, good crew. Good crew that was there. Thanks for being part of it. Liam Thanks, Pickering. Got your friends. Girls. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.